after another crushing loss in primetime to a bitter division rival. Enough is enough. It's time to put Brandon Staley on the hot seat. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers now together for six seasons, but this is our fifth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen today. And as always, to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. But David, there's only one place to start today. I've seen a lot of people calling for the head of Brandon Staley understandably so it was a very frustrating loss two frustrating losses back to back so it's time to broach that question whether it's time to put brandon staley on the hot seat because now you know we're almost two seasons in or at least a season and a half in and the chargers have underwhelmed obviously so we'll talk about that we'll also talk about just the updated playoff chances for the chargers after that loss what it would have meant if they would have won and now where they kind of stand to what they have to do from here on out if they want to give themselves a chance at the playoffs and then a fun topic at the end we'll get into the highlight duo of Joshua Palmer and Keenan Allen. I think the Joshua Palmer hype train is now back on the tracks, and we got to fully see how important Keenan Allen is to this offense. But today's episode of Lockdown Chargers is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. David, it's buy or sell as we always do on our Tuesdays, getting into the biggest storylines and overreactions for the Chargers. And I think right now, one of the main ones that's out there is that Brandon Staley should get fired. I know people have been fed up. I think Joe Lombardi's taken a lot of shots. Now it seems like the, the heat is on Brandon Staley. So are you buying or selling that Brandon Staley is now firmly on the hot seat? Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at this season for the Chargers and you saw all of the anticipation and you saw all the moves that the Chargers made in the offseason to try to put themselves in the position to be a legitimate contender for this, you know, you know, for this AFC, you know, for for the AFC West. We thought that the Chargers were ready to stand up Mm -hmm. to the Kansas City Chiefs and really be someone who was going to be a legitimate contender. And unfortunately, through 10 games of this season, it's not happened. And last year it did not happen. You know, you had an opportunity to get to the playoffs. You lose in crushing horrible, you know, in a horrible defeat to the Las Vegas Raiders and and you get sent home this year. It's been a bunch of injuries, but it's also been the chargers not winning any games against any quality teams. Honestly, I have to buy it as much as I don't want to in in this point uh, in the season, Daniel nine and eight last year, five and five so far this year. 14 and 13, that's pretty much the definition of mediocrity. Yeah, and it just feels like mediocrity isn't good because Brandon Staley is not on the normal scale of NFL coaches. Brandon Staley is the coach of Justin Herbert, right, and a lot of other really talented players. And, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into this. And I said at the beginning of the show, it's time to put him on the hot seat. And I think the hot seat is the right place for him to be because when you have someone like Justin Herbert, and everyone can see how talented he is, one of the biggest selling points for Brandon Staley as the Chargers head coach was, okay, hey, maybe he's not an offensive coach to work with Justin Herbert. But if the Chargers could turn their defense around and you pair that quarterback with a great defense, 
think about Watch what it could out. happen, right? Yeah, and could be leaking some off of Justin Herbert's plate and not making him have to be the hero every single week. Even after his first season with Anthony Lynn, it was obvious that you didn't want to have this dude have to do it all by himself all the time if you wanted him to develop the way that he needed to. Yeah. The problem with Brandon Steely is his defense has been really bad basically yeah. since he's taken over, and there's a ton of reasons for that. Last year, the biggest excuse, it wasn't his guys. There wasn't enough talent there. Well, mm-hmm. after another offseason, and that's the other thing, too, is the offseason hype brings a certain level of expectations as well. Absolutely. You go spend big money on J.C. Jackson and all the other guys the Chargers brought in, Sebastian Joseph Day, Austin Johnson, and a lot of those guys have been solid. J.C. Jackson obviously never really got that chance but was bad when he was in. The Chargers have just been bad, and that's the biggest problem here with Brandon Staley. Whether that's a defensive coaching staff not pulling through, it's going to come down on him because if you're not able to bring in that in, you know, innovative style of defense that made you the number one defense when you were at the Rams in 2020 what's the point of being a defensive genius or defensive guru it seems like that's all gone away this year they are 30th in the league as far as points per game allowed last year they were 30th in the league in points per game allowed it's not good enough I mean they've been one of the worst defenses in the league with guys like Derwin James and Khalil Mack now this season Joey Bosa last season I mean they've had some good players that's the biggest problem here. They're just not a good defense, and he was supposed to be the guy that was going to come in and help, and every week it seems harder and harder to see how he's helping this defense or how his defensive expertise is helping this team. Not only that, but it also makes that one year where he did lead the Rams to the number one defense in the NFL look more and more like it was an aberration and not something that you should expect year over year. And I think that's what hurts the most as far as the Chargers were concerned. They bought into that hype of that number one defense and they thought, okay, well, he's going to be able to bring that scheme and that style of play over to the Chargers, and that has not matriculated so far. 2022, 25.8 points per game allowed, 220 passing yards, which is decent, but yet another year of not able to stop the run, you know, not being able to stop the run. 148.4 rushing yards per game, 5.5 yards per carry, and last year was almost exactly the same. You just There's nothing that you can look at this defense and say, this defense is exponentially better than it was last year with all of the pieces that Brandon Staley specifically handpicked and brought in yeah. guys that were coming from championship uh, you know, organizations, guys that had played in the scheme, guys that were familiar with how he wanted to run his defense. We have not seen the right movie or the movie that he wants to play for us to see. It has been unfortunately a b-rated movie that nobody wants to see yeah no more movie talk i mean that's the one thing about someone like brain staley is you can say all the right things which we bought it on right yeah but if you're not winning games and you're not seeing it produce it yeah. just sounds like you're used car salesman it comes off right. as disingenuine which is a very tight rope to walk especially when and the thing is yeah you don't have two of your three highest paid defensive players on the field for most of the season this year that makes a yes, difference it does you needed joey bosa to play at an all pro level this year you needed jc jackson to play at an all pro level this year if that was the case and those guys were healthy maybe it's different but now it's almost two seasons where it doesn't seem like this defense is going to get any better we'll talk about that i mean the chargers aren't a joey bosa away defensively and we'll get into that but the other thing is david he's just not aggressive on fourth down anymore fourth and staley is dead now and that is another huge reason i mean and you saw the most fourth and one from their own 34, five minutes left in the third quarter, just about. And the Chargers don't go for it up by four, something they'd done all the time last year. And I mean, the one nice thing about Brand Steele is, hey, you can see where his impact is as a head coach 
because at least he's not doing it like everybody else and just being super ultra conservative. Now you can't even say that about him, which is really frustrating. And it is because it calls to the identity of this team. Who are the Chargers? Who are they? We don't know who they are. We don't know who they are offensively. We don't know who they are defensively. And right, unfortunately, that reflects the leadership of the team. At least last year, you knew who the Chargers were. They were going to play an aggressive, exciting brand of football, and they were going to push all their chips to the center, and they were going to take their chances, and they were going to live with the results. Unfortunately, that has not happened this year. Now, I'm sure there's a couple of legitimate reasons for that. Number one, they have a much better special teams unit, which is crazy to have to say out loud because it is actually a fact. But the defense is horrible. You know, that's something we were talking about before the you know, the before we started recording here, Daniel, is that has not changed at all. Right. So at least in that situation specifically, it's like, you know who you're playing against. You know the Chiefs can score at will. You know that they can put points on the board in a fury, and you have to be able to match that energy. And the Chargers did not do that. They should have gone for it. There, I was sitting at my, you know, in my living room, staring at my TV screen, saying, "Why are we punting the football here? You have to keep the momentum. You have to keep your offense on the field. You got to score points." And that was just another example of. Why are the Chargers not going for it? Why are you getting away from that aggressive style of football? Yeah, and I mean, a lot. it frustrated a lot of people last year, but they were really good on fourth down. This year, they have not been good on fourth down. No. Somewhere around 42%, which isn't great. Kansas City's at 75% leading the league Sheesh. on fourth down. But either way, they haven't been good at it, and they haven't been aggressive at all. Last year, according to Football Outsiders, he was the most aggressive coach in the entire NFL. This year, he's been super conservative, and it's, yeah. just, it's sad because it was refreshing to see that. And... We're saying he's on the hot seat, but he also still has a chance to save his job because there's still seven games left. The two games before this, the defense was playing a little bit better, at least. Now you have worse teams. You don't have to play the Chiefs offense for the rest of the year, which is obviously a great Hallelujah. But the Chargers' playoff chances have now dramatically diminished, right? So Brandon Staley is going to have to pull some magic off. I mean, do I think the Chargers will fire him after the season? I'm still not convinced, right? Norv got more than four years. Mike McCoy got four years. Anthony Lynn got four years. That's how it's been. With Justin Herbert, it should be different. We'll see what happens, and we'll see if he can turn it around. But they're going to have to do a lot, David, to get in. They're going to need some miracles to happen. They're going to have to play exceptionally well if they want to try to make the playoffs after really going down to 5-5. and So we're going to get into what their playoff chances are looking like coming up after this and why the Chargers' defense is more than a Joey Bosa away. But first, I need to tell you guys about Turo because it is the largest car-sharing marketplace that you're going to find. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. You can browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., U.K., Canada, and coming soon to Australia. This is really awesome. I mean, this is something where you can find people who are going to basically lend you their car and you have a huge selection of cars to choose from instead of having to go to a car rental place and have them, you know, say you want the SUV only for them to pack you into a little four-door that you you know sedan or something like that which is i think happened to everyone with turo you don't have to do that you're getting nice cars say you have a nice event you want to go to go to turo they have the cars that will have you showing up in style for sure but you can find affordable economy cars as well if you're on a budget and you can test that drive that new electric vehicle if you want to every trip is backed by liability insurance terms and conditions and exclusions apply forget boring rental cars and find your drive at turo.com I also need to tell you guys about Prize Picks because they are my favorite daily fantasy site. I mean, this is something that I love, guys. One of the best ways I've been finding to enhance my football experience on Sundays for sure. Because with Prize Picks, 
what I love about it and what I think separates them from different, you know, daily fantasy sites is with prize picks, it's just you versus the prize picks projection. Basically, what you do is you pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their prize picks projections, you win. Not only do you win, you can win up to 10 times your money because you're picking two to five players when you put in your selections. And with prize picks, you can do things like if you had had more than on Justin Herbert's passing yards last week, you would have won with prize picks. They're operational in over 30 states in Canada. And it's not just football either. You can go NBA, you can go MLB, NHL, golf, MMA. You can even go disc golf. You can find anything at Prize Picks, and they have projections on pretty much everything. So make sure you guys download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up to play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKDOWN. That means if you deposit $50, they will give you $50. If you deposit $100, they will give you $100. So don't forget to use the promo code LOCKDOWN at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Let's continue this buy or sell here, David, and I want to talk about where the Chargers stand at this point. Obviously, after two brutal losses on primetime, the Chargers have taken a huge hit right to their playoff chances, which sucks because they actually won four games in a row to make it a lot better, and then we needed to see them buy or beat some good teams. And like you said, they haven't been able to beat good teams, and I think the other thing about the Chargers, they haven't been able to dominate bad teams, which really yeah. is going to you know, kind of make things a little bit more murky. Just down adds the to the stress. It just adds to the stress. Yeah, because, I mean, when you're talking about, you know, the teams that they beat, they're 5-5. Five and five. They have five wins, obviously. We've talked about before they haven't beaten any good teams, right? It's the Raiders. It's the Broncos. It's the Texans. It's the Browns. It's the Falcons. Losers, 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 losers. That's the other thing about Brandon Staley, too. One double-digit win this year, right? They're, they're not blowing any teams out. They didn't have... A, they had more last year. I think they had three double-digit wins last year, but they're not blowing out the bad teams, which is why it's going to make things tough down the stretch if they want to make the playoffs, David, because this is from yeah. Lindsay Theory of ESPN. The Chargers had a 48% chance to make the playoffs entering Week 11. With the win over the Chiefs, their chances would have improved to 69%, but instead have fallen to 42% with the loss, according to ESPN's Football Power Index. So the buy or sell here is this, David. The Chargers sealed their playoff fate in the loss to the Chiefs. Well, playoff fate, as in they have to, they know which direction they can go in. Uh, definitely, well, I, yeah. They 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 sealed the fact that they're not going to make the playoffs. That's what their fate is. Yeah, no, I'm selling that. I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say right now that they are completely out of the of the playoff picture. Now they are out of the division picture. That is for sure. That, that yeah, is they all, definitely uh, sealed their AFC West fate for sure. Yeah, that's that's that done. Yeah, there, there's there's no chance there. But if you look at who is in the sixth seed and the seventh seed, which happens to be right now the Pats and the Bengals, they are both six and four. The Chargers are five and five, so they are very much on the bubble, you know, and if you look at who the Chargers are playing the remaining of their season, the Cards, the Raiders, the Dolphins, obviously tough game, the the Tennessee Titans, tough game, uh, the Colts, the Rams and the Denver Broncos. I think, you know, honestly, you know, there's a lot of winnable games on there, but there is really no room for error. You have to win all the games that you're supposed to win and probably, you know, possibly pull out one of the games that you're not you know supposed to win but you look at the pats and you look at the Bengals' records they have some really tough games on their schedule too the bills you know the the Bengals, you know, the dolphins for the patriots excuse me for the patriots and you know they have to play the bills twice uh, and the Bengals, they have to play the the titans they got to play the chiefs they have to play the bucks and they have to play the bills as well so there are several tough opponents for each of these two teams that are currently sitting in the sixth and seventh seeds daniel so i i do uh feel like there is a chance that the chargers could still make the playoffs as a wild card 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think that they've totally lost their playoff hopes. I just think the thing is, is in that scenario, you know, well, I've talked about it before. I've said you, yeah. had, you have to win one of the Chiefs game, the Titans game, or the Dolphins game. So, I yeah. mean, to, you, you have to win one of those two games because we can't just assume the Chargers are going to beat all the bad teams left on their schedule. No. Right? Because that would mean if, if you only lost to the good teams and you beat all the bad teams, you'd go five and two down the stretch. Yeah. I just don't think it's ever that black and white with the Chargers. I think they'll lose at least one of those games against the Cardinals, Raiders, against the Colts, Rams, Broncos, one of those five games I think they're going to lose, maybe even more, right, with how bad. The bad thing is that's assuming, you know, you're only going to win, you know, lose those two games. So, I mean, five yeah. and two is a, a really, really tough stretch down the season, and, and they could get there. They should beat those teams. In the back, like it sucks because I think it, if we knew they could play to the level they got to last night, yeah, I think you'd feel really good about them going up against those bad teams on their schedule. It's just you, you still have never seen that consistency from this team, and more importantly, they've let so many bad teams hang around them, yeah, that one of these games is going to end badly if you keep flirting with fire like that. And I think yes. the one thing that has to happen for the Chargers to really make this run is they're just going to have to get much more improvement from their defense because I know it's asking a lot. We don't know when Joey Bosa is going to be back. Brand Staley again, doesn't have an update on that, which is really bad because disconcerting. I mean, yes. He's about to hit the mark. We thought would be the longest. He was going to be out at yeah, 10 week. This will be the 10th week right now. Yeah. So that's not great, but it just feels like David, even with Joey Bosa, like this defense is enough. So that's the buyer sell today is the Chargers defense is more than a Joey Bosa away from being, I mean, I would say even decent. Yeah, that's definitely I'm buying that. And, you know, as much as Joey Bosa is a lot of things and he does bring a lot to the table. He is a relentless pass rusher, one of the best in the league. He is a great run defender. And I mean, great. He's just one of yeah. the best pure edge players in the NFL. And, you know, he's a force multiplier. He makes everyone around him better. It also makes people's jobs easier to perform. You don't have to cover as long because they have a guy that's going to be coming after the quarterback. They have a guy that can really support on the edge and run support. I mean, Joey Bosa does a lot of things, but he is only one man. I mean, there are there's only one Joey Bosa, just like there's only one Derwin James, just like there's only one Khalil Mack. They have some stars on this defense but even with Joey Bosa back it doesn't bring back the defensive lineman that you need it doesn't improve the the running you know run support from the linebackers it doesn't improve the secondary play there's still a lot of issues with this Chargers defense and Joey Bosa is not the cure-all unfortunately no they just have holes in too many places I mean he can't single-handedly make their run defense a good run defense right you right. can't single-handedly help their secondary I mean, I think he's going to help on third downs, and the Chargers oh, have yeah. been a terrible third down team. Horrible. What if I was to tell you that the Chargers were actually one of the best third and short teams in the entire NFL? That would and they're be actually un- one of the almost worst. unbelievable. It, yeah, but that's the case. They're one of the worst third and long teams in the NFL. That's very believable. believable. Yeah. Very believable. <laughs> but that's you know part of the problem. I mean, they ranked 24th in Football Outsider success rate on third and fourth and longs. It, we obviously saw it again last week, and it just seems too easy too many times in the last couple of weeks, especially going up against good teams or just converting these super long third downs that teams should not be able to convert. And Ever. a lot of that has to do with the pressure. But like he can't yeah. single handedly you know fix the pressure, but that's going to be where he's going to benefit the most. He's okay. going to help the run defense. He's going to help the secondary a little bit, but I still wonder with this defense, like how many players do I know for sure are good players? Right. It, it sucks because I do think there's a roster construction problem, but a lot, you know, Brandon Staley wanted a lot of these guys and he inherited a lot of these guys. But when you let good players go, like, cause you're white, when you let good players go, like you're Chen Nwosu, 
and then you're still bringing in new guys that you want. It's still really bad. It's just not a good look. And I just think there's too many holes to think that Joey Bosa is going to come back. If you had gotten Joey Bosa all season long, it makes a tremendous difference. But Huge. not knowing when he's going to come back, I, you can't bank on him to make your defense better. It's got to get better with the guys they have, and it's just going to take improvements from some of their players. And we just haven't seen that kind of development from this team. Maybe they can turn it around. They're going to need to if they want to make a playoff run in 2022. But I do want to talk about some fun things, though, because there was really a couple of silver linings that I think the Chargers can take away, which first, the offense looked fun again for a lot of that game, which was really nice. And it was led by Keenan Allen and Josh Palmer. And the Josh Palmer hype train is back on the tracks. And Keenan Allen's not going anywhere anytime soon. You know, sorry to anyone who wants him traded. So we're going to get into that coming up right after this. But I do need to tell you guys about the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast, and that's betonline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. And that's what really sets them apart as a betting website is not only can you place all your bets there, and there's some great bets I'll talk about, but also you get all the information you need to make the bets, right? They're literally helping you make your bets. And then also you get to just bet all day long on Sundays and football and red zone, you know, seven hours on Sundays, which is obviously great, but you can go world cup too. There's a bunch of other sports you guys can be betting on right now. But the thing I like about bet online is the prop bets because prop bets are always what I'm attracted to. So if you think, you know, who's going to score the first touchdown, if you think, you know, who's going to score the first time or call the first time out, you can literally bet on pretty much anything. With betonline.net, you don't have to wait to the Super Bowl to bet on all your weird props. At betonline.net, you can get those pretty much every week. So head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more because BetOnline is where the game starts. Let's continue this buy or sell here, David, with some funner subjects because the Chargers offense was actually fun, especially in the first half outside of a couple moments, you know, and leaving some points off the board. But it was really, really good to see Keenan Allen back on the field and even oh. better to see Keenan Allen back on the field looking like Keenan Allen because he yes. did come back for, you know, for a few snaps against the Seahawks and just never looked right. And especially no. now with, you know, what's happening with Mike Williams, what a relief to get Keenan Allen back. And in his first game, you see just what an impact this player makes, David. So this is the buy or sell here. Keenan Allen showed on Sunday why he isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Buying it a thousand percent. Keenan Allen is one of those just timeless wide receivers. He can win off the line of scrimmage. He has crisp, clean route running. His footwork is still unmatched. He really understands how to find the soft spots in the defense and sit down and really present a great target for Justin Herbert, which is huge on third downs, which is what makes him so dangerous on third downs. And oh, by the way, the 31 year old can still make big plays, too. And he did that in that game on Sunday Night Football, caught a just massive 48 yard reception when the Chargers just desperately needed it the most. This was a third and 17 and he goes out there, Justin Herbert throws him a good ball. He extends and he gets it. And oh, by the way, also, he's a fantastic run blocker, Daniel. I think that's one thing that's been missing from this Chargers running game as well. He just does a lot of things really, really well. And also, he makes everyone's job on offense a lot easier because his presence has to be acknowledged. You have to respect his game. And that's why other people that get on the field with him Use usually tend to have more success. Yeah, and I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, too, we saw a 50-yard 50, 50 touchdown and a 46-yard gain in this game. Yes. Two 45-plus-yard plays in this I game. I love it. So that's obviously a great sign for the Chargers offense, even though we had some frustrations with it, at least how it started the second half, execution and play calling-wise. But yeah, that was great to see. And I think 
the most encouraging play might have actually been his fumble to me. I mean, because he looked explosive on that play. They checked yeah, to a yeah. hot read. They threw it out to him, and that man had pass. some burst. Like, yeah. He had some burst. He was going to get – he had a first down and then some. Oh, yeah. 15, which is like we probably. never see. I mean, they they throw that to DeAndre Carter. He gets tackled for a one-yard loss, or Josh Palmer. It's like a two-yard gain. Like right. that play never works for them. They threw it to him. He got some blocking in front of him, and he was going. I mean, yeah. it would have been a nice like 20-plus yard chunk play from him. Oh, yeah. He just looked like he had his burst back. Obviously, don't fumble. And that was yeah, somehow, at least health-wise, the you know play that kind of made me feel like, okay, well, this is you know something that he is fully back on the field. Like, He's not just playing, I want just more. Points. Please yeah. give me more Keenan Allen. More. Right, and, and just getting out of that game with him, right, without yes. any kind of setback and just having him you know, make those big plays down the stretch. It was awesome to see, and it's going to be huge, especially just because you instantly see the connection that Justin Herbert has. Oh, right? yeah. Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes have that connection, right? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams had that connection. Like, that's what these two dudes have. They have a if we're as good as each of these players are individually. Yeah, the connection that Keenan Allen has been able to make with Justin Herbert and vice versa has been really awesome. And he also had a pretty good connection with Philip Rivers too. Keenan well, it's Allen like Rivers is a great player too, right? I mean, it's just that unspoken, just super comfortable chemistry where you just know where each other is going to be. You know what you, what each other is thinking. Yeah. It's just one of those beautiful bonds. It is, and it it was just great to see. Missed that dude playing, but it is a slippery slope to to a certain extent because it's yeah. like he also showed this week why you'd want to be making maybe some plans for the future or this sure. year, I should say, because one hamstring injury took him out for you know more than half the season, basically. Yeah. So it, it is a bittersweet thing, but like there's just no denying the impact this dude has, you know, and, and hopefully what happened to him this year is at least a better provides a better roadmap to how to avoid a situation like that with him missing such an extended time next Hopefully. time, just put him on injured reserve and yeah. let the dude sit, let him heal, do whatever you have to do. But he showed that there's just no connection that Justin Herbert has like it. And, and it's super important to this team blocking, receiving pretty much everything in everything. between. Yep. Josh Palmer though, even with Keenan Allen on the field actually led the chargers in receiving yards in this game. Keenan yeah. Allen's on a pitch count, you know, maybe things change there a little sure. bit, but yeah, David, this is a dude, you know, <laughs> What three weeks ago we're like, hey, he has one good game against the the Jaguars. That's cool. And, but every other game he's failed to kind of live up to the the platform he was given. Right, being yeah. out there without Keenan Allen, being out right. there without Mike Williams for some of this, and it felt like felt like he underdelivered. Now two of the last three games he's gone over a hundred yards. In this game he was phenomenal again. Has a fifty yard touchdown. Had a few really really big time catches in this game. So David. To me, the buyer sell is this. The Joshua Palmer hype train is back on the tracks. It is definitely back on the tracks. I'm buying it for Joshua yeah. Palmer. And it's really, really exciting because this is the type of growth that you want to see from a young player like this. Last year, 33 catches, 353 yards, four touchdowns. This year, through 10 games, 45 catches, 496 yards, and three touchdown so he's eclipsed his entire season's total in 10 games and yeah it's all about opportunity right i mean keenan now missed a lot of time right and so josh palmer got that opportunity to show what he is capable of doing and i think it's very encouraging especially that 50 yard play that one was something that you wanted to really see from josh i mean that's an explosive play a big pass play he's never been you know the the fastest guy design. on the field yeah. but that one shows you that you don't have to be the fastest guy on the field. If you run those clean routes, you get open, you make big plays. 
you know, it's, it's going to happen for you and you're going to make more of those big plays. Josh Palmer, I mean, is doing it all right now. He's looking really good. It's really, really good for the Chargers future. Unfortunately, they need more of that in the Chargers uh, wide receiver room. Yeah, and it, the unfortunate thing is, is like you feel really good about Josh Palmer and it, it still feels like it makes their wide receiving room a little bit interesting or, you know, at least mercurial going forward because it does. You still need an explosive speed threat wide receiver. Oh, absolutely. You still want to get another elite weapon for Justin yes. Herbert, even though you have three receivers you expect to be heavily involved next year, right? But there's still that giant lack of explosiveness and lack of speed with these wide receivers. But at least you saw him with Keenan Allen, right? Like, you don't always have to be faster than the dude, right? You just have to be good at separating in the deep part of the field. Joshua Bomber yeah. did that. And Keenan Allen did that like a pro. I mean, he timed yeah, he it up did. perfectly, crossed over the DB who had pretty good coverage on him to come back and make that diving catch. And there's other parts than just being fast, right? I mean, Justin yeah. Jefferson's a pretty fast guy. I mean, much he's faster than the Chargers receivers. But, like, <laughs> these great receivers that you see are not always speed demons. They're not always right. Tyreek Hill. Cooper Cup's I mean, not, yeah, Cooper you know, Cup, blazing yeah. speed. Justin right. Jefferson. Jamar Chase is because I mean yeah, he's that one an, another one of those freaks. Yeah. But it, it's yeah. not always what it takes, right? And the Chargers definitely need more speed. And it still feels like you have to at least consider a wide receiver in round one next year. Oh, absolutely, yes. Even with three guys that you feel pretty good about. But hey, I think that there's one thing we know: bringing too many weapons to Justin Herbert is not going to be a problem for this team. Ever there's, a bad thing? No, there is one buy or sell though that me and David are both selling that we are both buying that we don't have time to get to, which is. Chargers special teams coordinator Ryan Ficken is the Chargers' most underrated coach. He has done a fantastic job with that defense or that special teams. Even in this game, DeAndre Carter had not been returning kicks well, and they were kicking it short to try to take advantage of that. Yep, He burned them for like two 30-yard kick returns, 30-plus yard kick returns, and they had really good setups and really good blocking on both of them. He has improved every part of that special teams unit and has also gotten meaningful kicks out of not just Dustin Hopkins, but Taylor Bertolette for a game. And then Cameron Dicker has us having the conversation. Do you have Dicker to the kicker, Dicker baby. the kicker right now? Because he's been so good since he's taken over. So Ryan Ficken deserves a pay raise. That's off he to you. A promotion. That's off you too, man. Yes. The special teams has been awesome. This year, which Amazing. Is, it, it's insane to say that. And it's feels almost nice criminal to, to say that just feels almost illegal, but it is a fact. The Chargers special teams unit this year has been phenomenal. It feels like a lie is what it feels like, but truly <laughs> yeah, right? is not. You know, like it's they, they've he's improved that unit with so many young players, and it's just it's crazy that they've gotten they've improved that unit as much as they have, and they've gotten such good results. And somehow they're still losing games they shouldn't lose. So the Chargers have an uphill battle. They still have a chance to make the playoffs, but Brian Steely with Justin Herbert is going to have to get things together if this team wants to turn things around and make a magical run down the stretch of the season which they still could do, which is crazy. But that's going to wrap things up for today. Important show note, though, we will not be having a show out tomorrow. We want to get you guys the crossover on Thanksgiving Day, crossover Thursdays like we always have it. And we want our prediction show to be as late this week as we possibly can to get their injury reports and have the most accurate data. So we're still going to release Thursday show and Friday show, two more important shows, but we will not be here tomorrow. To make sure you guys don't miss it, though, when we bounce back, make sure to subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel. Also, follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever. You can also find the show every day on all of our social media. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports, David Drogemeyer on Twitter at DrotalkSD, and the show's page at LockedOnLAC. You can also find us at LockedOnChargers on Instagram, 
and on our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. Hopefully everyone has a good week and has some time to spend with their families like we're going to do tomorrow. We appreciate you guys' patience. We'll be back with you guys for some really, really good shows as the Chargers take on a Cardinals team who just got the floor mopped up with them by the 49ers on Monday Night Football. So we'll hope the Chargers can bounce back this week. We'll be here to tell you how they can do it. Until then, guys, take it easy and go Bolts.